Welcome to Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and other amazing adventures. I'm Ted. And I'm Kim. Welcome back, guys. We missed all of you, and we are glad you're here. I say that every time. I think you do too, but you mean it. I do, every time I mean it. We had a really fun weekend last weekend with the crew of Optical Delusions. Yes, we had a hot parade. <laughs> is that like a hot yoga, like hot parade? Is that a thing? I think it is a yeah. thing. It was the East Atlanta Strut. Our home neighborhood is East Atlanta, and the crew of Optical Delusions is a marching crew for parades that we covered in a previous episode. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. We dress in black and white patterns and checkerboards and dots and twirl umbrellas and ride bikes that are crazy and circles. And And it's just silly fun. It's a hoot. Anyways, we won an award. Yeah. What was it? First? I think first place in their category of anything goes. Which we love. Anything goes. Yeah. So now we have won two times. Go team. All right. So that's what we've been up to. Ted, you have researched something, haven't you? I have. As you may know, people, I just recently got back from Ireland and I loved it to death. I went to Dublin and Belfast and Galway and saw all the cool sites. I love Those are great Ireland. places. So I was inspired by my Ireland trip to bring you today's episode, Irish Road Bowling. Irish road bowling, Kim. I'm excited. I've actually seen this before. It's okay. It hasn't been too far off my radar, so I'm very, very excited that you're going to cover it today. Yeah. My friend, uh, our friend, Tim Finnegan, told us about this, I think, a little ways back. But uh, for those who don't know, Irish road bowling is an Irish sport in which competitors attempt to take the fewest throws to propel a metal ball along a predetermined course of country road country road what does that mean exactly a road in the country kim <laughs> fair enough fair enough so any road any can road. do this okay preferably a winding road all so right a little skill challenge there interesting so yeah it's, it's throwing metal balls on a road okay is the whole gist of it thanks people good night <laughs> <laughs> it's also called long bullets and that is because as the um story goes the first people who played it was in the 1600s when Irish patriots robbed English cannonballs from the English and rolled them down the road back to their camp. To Und- then fire upon the English. Yes, that's the origin <laughs> story they gave us. Because yeah. war is fun. War is fun. Might <laughs> as well have, go. have a good time. Yeah. yeah. So it got really big in Ireland in the 1600s. Mostly played in County Armagh. 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 <laughs> in the north and County Cork in the south. So that's two parts of Ireland. They both grasped onto the sport, played it on their own country roads. So for hundreds of years, they're both playing. And it wasn't until 1928 when they first played each other on the uh, Napach Road. I'm going to get beat up by an Irishman. Oh, for the way my I'm doing God, this. you are. Yeah. Um, but that's it's amazingly, after 100 years, finally, they have their first match together. Wow. Yeah. And it drew 10,000 spectators. In 1920? In 1920, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like all of Ireland in 1920. Lining the roads as guys are throwing metal balls down the road. Do you know when they transitioned from cannonballs to actually just, you know, balls that weren't explosives? Well, cannonballs aren't explosive. I didn't know that. It's just a propelled metal ball. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're thinking of the ones that the Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner show used. Yeah. 
that? Yeah. No, that, that's not real. That's not cannonballs. Well, I feel silly. <laughs> <laughs> There's no gunpowder in a cannonball. There's no gunpowder. It just comes out of something with gunpowder. Really fast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and creates a lot of damage because it's heavy and it's heavy and it's lands on a wooden ship or right. pirates right. and or your body. I'm just throwing out all the words I know associated with cannonballs. <laughs> <laughs> Ships, pirates. Swimming pools. Yes. Right. Those are better. Those are the friendliest <laughs> cannonballs. So 10,000 at their first match. And then in 1963, they're still doing it. And they drew over 20,000 spectators. Yeah. So it was huge. Very popular. It was a big part of Irish life. And that is kind of how it got brought to the U.S. Theoretically. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> yeah. So the story goes, and we love stories, that during the Civil War in America... There were soldiers on both sides that were Irish. Descent. Irish brigades of mm. descent. Yeah. Okay. So there are behold brigades of Irish folk. Like from the north, there's a 23rd Irish infantry called Mulligan's Irish Brigade. And uh, mostly policemen and firemen from Chicago. They built the fort. And from the south, there's a 33rd Virginia infantry called the Emerald Guard. And it's Irish laborers and farmers from Virginia's Shenandoah Valley. So the theory goes that they... I don't know if they played each other, but they would play when they had downtime. They'd roll the cannonballs. I doubt they played each other. They might. You know, like you saw the movie where the, the guys are fighting and Christmas came up and they ran out and brought sandwiches and no. drank beer. Well, I think they played together. <laughs> According to Dan Harvey, commandant curator of the military museum called Collins Barracks in County Cork. Yes, it is highly likely, even probable, that the Union and Confederate troops of Irish origin played road bowling as diversion between battle during American Civil War. Wow. As they did worldwide service on many foreign armies. There's That's evidence, amazing. Kim. War is weird. Yeah. Like, I'm going to kill you, but can we put a pin in that and play some bowling? Road bowling, yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're all just people after all. People with guns. So, are you interested in playing Irish road bowling? Did you bring a ball? No. Okay. But I could tell you how. Okay. <laughs> Next time. And then we can figure out if you want to play or not. Sure. Yeah. All right. So you know how it works. There's uh, It's played with cannonballs. Are we still using cannons? Is that still a thing? I didn't even know how a cannon worked until like <laughs> two minutes ago. You're so an, you're asking the wrong right. gal. <laughs> you are not the best person to ask about nope. this. Nope. Right. All right. But nowadays, the bullet or bowl, as they call the ball, um, is a iron and steel ball of seven inch circumference. And about 28 ounces in weight. It's like two beers. Good job. Yeah, thank you. Um, there's two more players per team in a match or a score. In the past, players were given 20 shots, a uh, they call it, which is a score, right? 20 is a score each. And the winner determined by how far they went with that 20 throws. Okay. Right? So stretch of country road. Right. Still. You have 20 throws. How far can you get down that country road? Okay. Right. And nowadays, they play at the fewest shots over a set distance. So you might have a route you okay. know, from here to that makes sense. somewhere. and you Because we don't have as much country road as we used to. We're running out of it at yes. a fast pace. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, May I ask about throwing technique? That, oh, good segue, Kim. That's yeah? where I was going next. All right. So is it like underhand like bowling or is it you know baseball throws? It's... Underhand like bowling. Okay. And also underhand like fast pitch softball. Oh, yeah. So with a wind up. The, <laughs> or, or as I wrote down here in my notes, uh, even like fast pitch softball with the twirly twirls. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> I liked your sound effect a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I watched some videos and there was a lot of the twirly twirls. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. 
it's, it's legit. I was watching a lot of the videos and these guys are serious. They, they have, so there's a guy they call a road shower, which you could also read as road shower, but I don't think that's what that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he advises the thrower of where to throw. Like he stands next to me. Hey Bob, throw it down that way down the road. Right. Right. Maybe a little more detail than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, go north yeah and then there's a helper who stands ahead of the thrower so in the path of the ball he stands straddling it and he tries to throw you the best line or path to get there like hey Bob over here <laughs> right yeah gotcha but he's in the path of the ball got it yeah so when you throw the ball you count it not from where it goes off the road which I first thought but where the ball stops oh, so so if it goes off the road and back on the road it's fine. Just oh. wherever it stops. Huh. It's fine. Okay. It usually ends up in a shrubbery. Mm-hmm. In Ireland, there's a lot of shrubbery along the road, and the ball often ended up in a shrubbery. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the videos I saw people with metal detectors finding these metal oh, balls. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like a key to the game, mm-hmm. apparently. There aren't a lot of rules. Chaos. I know. It's chaos. The one main rule is called breaking butt. <laughs> I know. That's fun. <laughs> um, that's when you cross the line on your throw. Okay. So where your ball stops, you draw a chalk line across the road and you can't go beyond that thing. And if you are, you're breaking butt. You don't want to do that. Also, to your point of overhanding throw, in tight curves or where two road corners meet, the ball can be hurled through the air, but it must strike the road. Okay. So like you can't just land in the shrubs. Right. You Mm -hmm. can't just see how far you can throw it. Yep. And then you're probably not going to go as far as you would rolling it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's not a lot of rules, but there's some pretty cool terms. All right. What you got? All right. We have bowl of odds. Um, that's when one bowler is one full shot fewer than his opponent, but he's further down the road. He has he's the bowler of odds. He's doing better than you. Breaking butt. We covered bullet. That's, um, the ball, the bowl that mm-hmm. is shot. That line across the road is the butt. Hence the breaking of the butt. Right. 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 This is going to go poorly. This word. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to read the anglicized way Bo-a-bala, meaning clear the way. That's the mm. one the uh, spectators on the road in front of the thrower. That's what you shout when you're uh, throw. Bo-a-bala. There's a kidder paw. That's a left-handed thrower. That's you, me. You're a kidder mm-hmm. paw. Kidder you paw. know that? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if southpaw came from something similar to that. I wonder what kidder means. Nah, no, no way to find out. <laughs> 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 Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1965. All right. And we don't have our, nope. our funkin' wagnalls. Nope. I don't have my Encyclopedia Britannica right. in front of me, so no way to find no out. No way to find that out. Oh, well. It's moving <laughs> along. Um, there's two terms that mean the same thing. There's get sight and open the corner. And that is what you mentioned earlier, um, to throw so deeply into the curve that the next throw is straight shot out. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, a sop is a tuft of grass placed in the road at a spot where the bowl should first strike the surface, right? So if you are aiming down the road, this is the spot where it should hit the ball. This is what your, not your road shower, but your other guy is standing and he puts the piece of dirt in the middle of the road. Right. Hit the sop. Right. Bob. Yes. Yeah. And an experienced bowler can split the sop. Oh, and sop means a small bundle of straw. And a stylish bowler, which I think they're thinking of me, is a (laughs) bowler with a smooth, well-coordinated delivery. Oh, yes. Yes. Very. Nothing if not stylish. Yes. So there's a lot of competitions, as you may have guessed, around Irish bowling. There's, I would try to count as how many events they have, but it's just off the charts. Okay. So it's still huge over there. 
But a big event just happened um, September 30th of this year. And I was reading through it, and it sounded like something I should read to our listeners. Oh, yeah. Okay. What you got? A new king reigns at Belencarig after Gary Daly triumphed against the odds and Kelly Malin regained the queen crown after an epic battle with defending champion Silk Tulk. The 35th king and queen hosting had many memorable highlights, none more so than the astonishing first-time victory for the amiable Fermoy Man, surely one of the most popular winners, given the wide celebrations that followed his faultless performance against the All-Ireland champion Aidan Murphy. Gary Daly had to contend with an error or two in his Sunday semifinal, showing as he bettered both Cathal Toll and Ralph Kligenberg, whereas Murphy produced a majestic performance in the white heat of a tough duel with Thomas Mackle and William Hoblink, all resulted in the briny native having the hottest of favorites as they threw off in Sunday's decider. Wow. That was a good writing right there. I won't read anymore, but it's really awesome. I love that it's still huge in Ireland. That's great. Yeah. Do people play it all in the States? They do. Where? In Ohio. Ohio. And West Virginia. Of all places. Yep. Um, really, they play it in, there's players in Boston, uh, Cambridge, New York, uh, Vermont, Connecticut, Traverse City, Michigan, the Bronx, uh, New Zealand, and Asheville, North Carolina. Huh. And Savannah, apparently. Too. Wow. Yeah. But the real the real hotbed is West Virginia. Um, the Irish, the largest Irish road bowling event in the world is held annually in Wheeling, West Virginia, with 737 bowlers participating in 2016. Largest in the world is in West Virginia. That's crazy. I got a lot of great information from West Virginia Irish Road Bowler.org. They hold all the championships in West Virginia. They had like 20 in 2019. Uh, they play mostly in state parks. So they use the closed ro- roads that are already closed in the state park and they have bowlers there. So they have weekend trips or, or weekend events where you can bring your family up. It's very family friendly. Cool. People, first timers play, old timers play. Nice. Yeah, it's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And if you are looking to play November 2nd of 2019 at Tigart Lake State Park in Grafton, West Virginia, they'll be having a match. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So doing this research, I was thinking for some reason that this predated regular bowling. Does it? That's what I thought. I was way off. Okay. Yeah. I know bowling is a little too mainstream for us to cover, but I'll just give a little little snippet of the history of bowling. So according to Sir Flinders Petrie, which is a, a amazing name, he's a 1930s British anthropologist. They discovered primitive bowling balls, bowling pins, and other material in the grave of a proto-dynastic Egyptian boy dating to 3200 No way. BC. No way. Yeah. Uh, that was shortly after the, the reign of Narmer, one of the very first Egyptian pharaohs. No way. Yeah. See, that's the thing is it is so human to want to play games. True. That is just inherently in who we are. Right. That's amazing. And what simpler game is there than throwing a ball and knocking stuff over? Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's the earliest known record. But there's a uh, German historian who at least dates it to 300 AD when monks would set up pins called kegels which represented human sins or temptations. And they would then throw stones at the pins, thus conquering sin. <laughs> Good yeah. luck with that, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> we still got sin going on. So kegling is still uh, another term for bowling, even used today. Cool. Yeah. In 1366, King Henry VIII, they bowled using, using cannonballs. 
but he banned bowling in that year for all but the upper classes because too many working men and soldiers were neglecting their trades. So this was all happening even before Irish road bowling started. So I was way off. Then People were doing the Homer Simpson and like leaving work to go bowling. Yeah. And they had to, did you say outlaw it because of that? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah. hysterical. If you ban bowling, only the outlaws are bowling. That's why there's so many rebels in bowling today, probably. Oh, yeah. And there are. Yeah. I've seen the Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. So I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That Jesus <laughs> is a heck of a bowler. <laughs> he is. Well, that is Irish road bowling and a little bit of bowling, but mostly Irish road bowling. A plus. Yeah, thank you. I really want to do this. This sounds like fun. Like, yeah. yeah. Can find a park around here that does it and go throw some bullets around. That's right. And if you guys happen to be in Ohio or West Virginia or, hey, Ireland, Ireland. I know that there's three of you because <laughs> I check our map. Oh, yeah? Yes. All right. Um, let us know if you have done this or if you do this. We would love to hear about it from yeah, you. There's got to be some pros out there, people who just do it for fun. you know? Absolutely. And with that in mind, if you guys ever hear of a competition that we haven't covered or some really amazing adventure, please do reach out. Use the social media type things like facebook and instagram and the twitters right and we have a website the website is rochambeaupodcast.com right and we have a page called events we do yep and you can submit stuff from there and you can find things not near you but time wise near you yeah like something that you could plan for (laughs) to become nearer to chronologically near you (laughs) (laughs) okay Cadillac Jones. Love you. Provides the music for this podcast. We're very, very grateful. They are playing a show in Atlanta soon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, with Straw Polly. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to go. And um, while we're talking about Straw Polly, Straw Polly is fronted by K. Michelle Dubois, who is a dear friend, and she also has a podcast. Oh, she does. She does. It's called Zen Noodle Pie. Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds delicious. It is delicious. And it's wonderful. It's her always interviewing someone very artistic or a dear friend. And they discuss how best they handle their own anxiety. Right. So there's some really helpful, unique ideas that end up coming out of it. It's yeah. a great podcast. It is a great show. Check it out. Um, And that's it for today. i like how your voice went up there i think that's all (laughs) all right till next time people goodbye